Hey, welcome everybody to Off the Record with Randall. I cannot tell you how excited I am to have this young man sitting over in the corner from us. Of course, joining me tonight is Howie Cheney. Howie, it's a special privilege to have this young man join us on Off the Record. Someone you've known for a while. I've known this young man for 10 to 12 years. Uh, I remember the first time I met him, him and his family sat beside me and behind me at the Falcons game. And he came into the game. There was a little bit late because I think they went to church before they came to the game. <laughs> he, came in, he was knee high to a grasshopper, holding on to a football with both arms like this and still dropping it. <clears throat> Didn't watch much of the game because he was in the breezeway throwing that football to himself, playing, That's playing true. stuff out there. Uh, anyway, we got Mr. Clayton Powell Lee, a Georgia Tech signee with us tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me once again. <laughs> Well, Clayton, um, we we may, we had to get it right first because I said first thing we got to get the name right. Clayton Powell Lee, uh, yes. a Georgia Tech signee, a three star. First of all, uh, we're going to go to talk about Les Westlake a little bit, but I'm going to hit you with a question I wasn't you wasn't prepared for. I just want to get your gut reaction. <clears throat> when was the first time that you thought, "Hey, I've got a little bit of ability, and if I work hard." Maybe I can get to the next level. Was it in high school or was it earlier? It was in high. No, it was in. If I'm being honest, I started the process at four. But at first, it was just the game that I loved to play. Just the game that I played every day, every day of my life since I was four. But I didn't really start taking it serious to where I, I feel like I have a chance to take it to the next level until 10th grade. That's when I realized, hey, I got a, I got a little skill I can show, so I can, I feel like I can take that to the next level with me. So that's when I really realized that I have a chance to like make a name for myself and then the college atmosphere. So that's when I really figured it out. So let's talk about that tenth grade year. Um, of course, you had a great junior and senior year, and we'll get into that. And uh, I'm gonna let you call out your own stouts because I've done messed them up <laughs> once, but. That sophomore year at a school like Westlake, and you walk in there, and there's kids that are a couple years older than you that you know is already there. What does that instill in you, knowing that someone's already in front of you? Some of these kids are going to be in college next year. It's gotta, it's gotta inspire hard work in a program like that. It it really does. It, it inspires me to push myself even harder because I want to get to where they're at. It's like I want to be in their position that they are. So the best way I can do that is taking the coaching, taking everything I'm learning every single day on the field to where I can help myself and just build myself up into being able to take my talents to the next level. But that 10th grade year, if I'm being honest, I didn't get as much playing time as I wished, but I took that year and learned, learned from everything that I, that I did with the playing time I was given and the opportunity that, opportunity that I was given to see what I can do, see how I can fix my craft, see how I can develop my skills and just see how I, how I can blossom as a player. So I took that year and focused on myself and, fo and reevaluated myself going to that offseason, going into junior year. And I just took that whole season to just get my thoughts together and get my, my style and my play style and just everything, really. Like that whole year was just a learning process for me, I feel like. Critical year and a development, too. Um, how you have a question or you want me to continue? No, as far as uh, coming in with the, uh, you know, starting out at a young age and everything, did you, have you played the same position the whole time coming up or? Have you, <laughs> well, I've, 
I've always played defense, but not the same position on defense. I play I play corner, safety, linebacker, DN, and then I play or oh, I also play some offense as well. I play receiver, running back, fullback, tight end, and receiver. So I played a lot of positions on the field when I was little. And then also during timeouts, I guess you sold popcorn and coke too. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Clayton, you, you you said something, and we'd already talked about it in your huddle film, which I'll put all those links up on uh, the River Mid City website if anybody wants to go look at it. There's about eight minutes of film uh, of you playing at Westlake. I had looked at your rival's profile and, and your scout's profile, and I was ready to see this hard-hitting safety and mm-hmm. this guy that was tenacious to the ball. In the first two minutes of it, you were on an island with wide receivers. Do you like sliding out there and being that nickelback? It's, it's, it's a, I'll put it this way. I love competition, so I'm not afraid to, I'm not backing down from any, anybody who's in front of me. So, necessarily, yes, I like being on the island. It gives me, it gives me the, what's the word I can use? Like, it gives me the encouragement to, Show show people that, that I'm like the real deal on the island by myself. Like so that so so quarterbacks and show offensive coordinators to not throw my way that I am a lockdown safety corner with nickel whatever you want to call me because I really play all three positions in the secondary. So so I like to show offensive coordinators, quarterbacks, head coaches that not throw my way. I am a true lockdown DB. That took. Um... First of all, it takes an incredible amount of skill. But it also took some trust from your coaches over at Westlake. Yes, sir. Let's talk about the staff over there. Is there one coach that just – is there that coach that you love to hate that sometimes would drive you to the edge? I have two. Coach Coach May and (laughs) and my my personal coach who's been with me, been my coach ever since I – from ninth grade, uh, Coach uh, T.J. Reese. Them two, them two were the ones who instilled the most trust in me, and they showed me that they can trust me on the on the field. They can trust me to make calls. They can just trust me to just to be a ball player and just make plays for my teammates and, and my team. So very successful program, twenty one and five your junior and senior years. Uh, regional champs played two powerhouse programs uh, yes. in the playoffs. What? success but kind of bittersweet success what did that teach you about work and getting better it's always room for improvement that's that's what it taught me it's it's no such thing as a ceiling when you when you feel like you can exceed whatever expectations are in front of you so it's just always improvement can be done either in mentally because god coach told us the game is 90 percent mental 10 percent physical so you can always improve mentally in getting into your playbook more, obviously working out and understanding the game itself to help you against those powerhouse teams that are always had success. But everybody's beatable. No one's unbeatable. So your your sophomore or your junior year, you get all the way out to the state semifinals. And in six A football, uh, I cover three A football in the state of Tennessee. And and I'm I'm in a great school. We'll have uh, you know, three or four thousand people in a game. Six A football, seven A football. It's a different breed in Georgia, isn't it? 
Yes, sir. It is. It's, it's very different from what people would expect 6A football to be in Georgia. It's very different. People expect it. Who are some of the better players in your career? Not You don't have to call out a bunch of names. Who's that guy that you maybe lined up across from in the last three years? You went, that guy can play. That, guy, that guy's got skills. Teammate, teammate or opponent? Teammate or uh, someone you looked at across the other side of the field. From across the other side of the field, I will want to say – well, I'm going to name a teammate first. Dakari Collins, he's at Clemson right now. And then Leo Blackburn, he's at Georgia Tech, obviously, he played receiver as well. But across from me, I will probably want to say Jerron Willis. He went to Lee County. He played linebacker and all those different type of things. But he also – I believe I remember he played a little bit of offense as well. And I believe number seven from Lee County. He he was a dog too. He he played receiver and had to move in the quarterback that game because the quarterback was hurt. And the fact that he was able to toughen them boys and get them through that win, it was it was very. I had, I had a lot of respect for him. Lee County, one of the traditional powers in Georgia, as Westlake is now. Uh, Westlake has become a, a school. You just said you had teammates at Clemson. You had teammates at Virginia Tech. Got a little bit of a pipeline to Georgia Tech, though. Talk about some of the guys you're going to be playing with at Georgia Tech that you played with at Westlake. And have, also, how special is that? It's, it's very special, I feel, as we're able to stay stay home, stay in a system that we're used to, and just the fact of playing in the hometown in front of our families and just putting put it on for what we like to say, putting on for the four folks. So like putting on putting on the show for Atlanta, just just feeling it just feels real good. So I did notice in uh your commitment video that Georgia Tech produced, the number four oh four was out there a lot. So <laughs> it does it does mean a lot to be an Atlanta kid playing it almost feels like the state of Georgia is the University of Georgia and then Atlanta really embraces that Georgia Tech thing. Yes, sir. Is is it something that you think drives the robbery a little bit, or in, in either realistically or to you, that Georgia Tech is an Atlanta university, is an Atlanta institution? Hey, where else can you get varsity dogs that good <laughs> right off the campus at Georgia Tech? I love Georgia Tech. I will tell you, I went to Tennessee. I was we talking about. Georgia Tech is my second favorite team, always has been. It's a great atmosphere, and I think sometimes overlooked. Tell me about what Tech first opened your eyes to it. It, family, family. I was open to it as a young boy, obviously, because my father went there. And even when, even when he retired from the NFL, we would still go to the games. So it, I've always had a – my heart has always been with Georgia Tech. And, and like, it's just, I've always had dreams of going to all these big schools like Clemson, Florida, Florida State. Those are all dreams, but my heart has always been with Georgia Tech. Yeah. So, like, I've, I've been there, I've been going, going to Georgia Tech games ever since I was probably, like, six or seven, maybe. So, it's just, it's just been like a real, it's like, it's like you're living a dream that you thought just would never be be real, like. It's a special feeling to be able to play for a school you loved before you were able to play for that school. Yeah. Howie, uh, why don't you follow up with that? And I'm going to come back. 
I'm going to hit him with a few recruiting questions because there was some people besides Georgia Tech put a little heat on Mr. <laughs> Lee here. Yeah, I was I was talking to your mom uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were setting this up, and I asked her, so what made CP3 want to go to Georgia Tech? She said, I did. When he was in my belly, I was praying that he would either go to Georgia Tech or Morehouse. And that's why he ended up with Georgia Tech. And so, uh, you know, you said you've been wanting to go there your whole life. Well, it was actually people wanting to go there before you were born. So, you know, uh, you know the way God works things out, you know, it, it's it's crazy, you know. Yes, sir. So, but, you know, the recruiting process of Georgia Tech, go into a little bit of that real quick. We – we have, I feel like this 2020 class they've recruited is going to be game changing. Me, me, and the rest of my class, well, my classmates now, <laughs> I feel like we're going to be the class to make Georgia Tech back great again. I feel as if. Because we have a lot of, we have a lot of, we have a lot, we're, we're all, we're overall all around class. It's not like there's a lot of skills. It's, a, it's like a balance. Good, good size, big boys on the line, defensive line, and offensive line, and then we have skills who are gonna make plays for us on offense and defense, me included. And a lot. That's, in, that's interesting, um, Clayton. Um, I looked over. Let's let's step back a little bit. Um, at what point did you get your Georgia Tech offer? Was it late in the process? It did was. You, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I remember that. I think it was June 19th. No, I know it was June 19th. I think it was June 19th. June 19th, 2021, I believe so. So the summer between your junior and senior year. Yes, sir. And it was it was my 19th offer before I got my last offer. But That yeah. is incredible. And I looked at some of those offers. You had taken a couple of visits. Uh, I don't know if it's accurate. Some of these websites – you had went out to Kansas State, which is a powerhouse program. Uh, you had some other programs that were interested in you. You had uh, 19 schools offered. Tell me, tell me a little bit about what that feels like when you just start getting all those offers. It, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget my first offer. It was close to Carolina, February 14th. February 14th is when I got my very first offer. And after that, it was just schools calling, 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 calling. Either either the, the either to get to know me or to offer me. But the coaches were calling every day. And right after I got the phone with them, I'll call my mom. Hey, we got another one. We got another one. And it was just, it was, I was very amazed and proud of myself to be able to, uh, be able to take, take stress off my mom it it's taking stress off my mom and just ma making sure that she don't gotta pay for nothing for school i don't gotta pay nothing for school it's just a real blessing and i'm i really i really thank god for it every day because without him who knows where i would be right now so amen young brother amen were they any school i know your heart was at georgia tech but was there somebody that at one point that that just when you saw them and talked to them, you went, if I wasn't going to Georgia Tech, that would be a school that interests me. Kansas, Kansas State, for sure. Kansas State and then Illinois shortly behind them. But those two, my top three before I committed was Georgia Tech, Kansas State, Illinois. 
And I, before I had come into the tech, I recently took a visit to Kansas State, and they, and they, were, and they had, and they talked some good things about how I would fit in the defense and just a lot of things that I like to hear. So like that's why they were like really up there before Georgia Tech had offered me. Like they were, they were really up there. My my commitment decision. So after Georgia Tech offers, what was the? How long did it take you to commit? Was it? Was it instantly or was it a few days to consider? It was a few days to consider. I took, we had, after I got the offer, we took about two days, thought about it. And then we had got on the phone with the the um, the safety coach who was up there before, uh, before, yeah, before he had resigned and his name, uh, Coach Burton. And I had talked to him about what position I would play because they were still uh, trying to decide if I was going to play corner or safety. So, watch that film. You can get confused because it messed me up all day long. But we had we had talked to them about that. We had talked to them about my academics, obviously, because that's that's a big big factor. Academics and then living living um arrangements and just a lot of things about the overall thing of college and Georgia Tech as as a whole. Because after high school, it's like you're basically grown, so you want to make sure that. Wherever you're gonna go is gonna take care of you, have the best have the best interest at heart, and just gonna support you through all the years that you're with them. There was a uh, moment in your commitment where you kind of took a second and you thanked a lot of people, but you really was you 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 talked a lot about God and opportunity gives you. Um, just expand on that a little bit, Clayton, if you can, and. It, it seemed like you really have a solid foundation uh, in your life and, and you gave credit to the coaches, but also your spiritual life. Is that a large part of what drives you or is there something inside of you that just connects for you? Yes, sir. But it's, it's, I feel as if all my ancestors watch over me and protect me through everyday life. So I just, I just even though they're not physically with me, I can always feel them spiritually. So it's just a couple of people who I can say who I feel as who I feel as is always with me, including my grandmother Rome Turner Powell and my grandfather Dr. C. Clayton Powell. Those two were like a real driving force in my life and, and just in and just in just in general because those those two were just a real real force that helped me that helped me through tough times, good or bad, just through times in general. When I felt like, when I felt as if I was down on myself or whatever the case may be, and I, I can just feel them around me and just feel like that they're holding me up and supporting me through through the long journey that has been. To your credit, young man, your commitment film was um, a lot of young people use that as an opportunity to make it about them, but you really touched me, and I'm saying that from my own experience. Just watching you with that, it really. It impressed me, and I really I got a mama and football, and a lot of people's raised a good young man, and I don't ever forget that. So, Howie, uh, go ahead with your next question, sir. I know on the recruiting process, you and your mom went up north, and she told me on the phone, she said, it's too cold up there to watch football. <laughs> He's got to play down south somewhere. So uh, how much did that play into your commitment to Georgia Tech? Uh, is where 
uh, whether you might already have Mama answer that question, not Clayton. <laughs> whether the weather didn't really determine where where I was going. It was more so of how far it would take for you know family members to get there, like all the arrangements you have to make and little things like that. I can play in cold weather. Sure. My mom can tell you, I played in no sleeves, no no tights, no nothing, all playoffs. And then we were playing in 20-degree weather. So that, it was just, it was just more so of just just how far it was going to be. Well, I know you got a real close-knit family and you got a good support group. I know some of them. I don't know all of them. <laughs> uh, you know, they're, they're a lot of family to me. I've been around them for 10, 12 years. Uh keep in contact with them all and uh i think you got a good thing you know just keep a level head on your shoulders there and you, you'll you'll go places yes sir how about being a legacy at georgia tech does that add pressure or expectations to your your own personal realm of thought mm, doesn't really i feel like in their eyes will add expectation but it won't add stress to me because i feel as if we play different positions, but in my opinion, he, he won't say this, but I feel like I'm already better than him. <laughs> so it, nice. will, it will add expectations in their eyes, but it won't add any stress. As long as I just keep my keep my head down to do what I'm supposed to do, things are gonna come. Plays I'm gonna plays are gonna be made. Whatever, like just whatever it is, it's gonna happen because I feel as I'm smart enough, athletic enough. And have all the tools to do everything that I need to do. Well, who, who's faster? Who's who's faster, you or him? He probably a little. Well, I don't really know how fast he was at my age, but he probably a little bit faster than me. But I'm more athletic, though. I was more. Well, I'm more I, we met, I mentioned as we came on, I had seen your dad play in Knoxville. Um, I, I was at the University of Tennessee at the time as a student. Uh, probably in the stands eating hot dogs. That's how athletic I am. So <laughs> I'm a good fan. What's it going to be? That's 95,000 people. And by the way, that rivalry needs to come back. I miss playing Georgia Tech so bad. That's 95,000 people. Howard's Rock over in Clemson, South Carolina. Tallahassee. Uh, Stanford Stadium. Yes, how excited are you to play? in front of 80 90,000 people right now it hasn't hit me yet but i feel like i feel as soon as i like my first game freshman year walk on to the field got my equipment on it's just i'm gonna feel feel the atmosphere the energy just it's gonna be like wow i'm actually living a dream it's like it's gonna i feel like it's gonna i can't wait person i can't wait do you get energy there's guys that i feel like when they play at home they feel something then there are those dogs that get a little energy from being all on the road. I, I've always thought a, a, a football player should feel that little bit of booing and stuff. You know, you've played in front of some big crowds. When the crowd's on you, do you ever go, okay, let me show you. Let me show you. Hold yes. On. Yes. <laughs> Plenty of times. I love I love to silence a crowd with my with my play because people love to talk, but I just, I just show and I just play my game and then they get quiet then, so – I just I, I love a crowd who likes to talk. They like to say you're overrated, different little terms like that. But I just I just show show what I can do, and then they just be quiet. So nice. 
Of course, anyone joining us here on River City Media, of course, Howie Chaney, always with Off the Record with me, myself, Randall Cunningham. Tonight's guest, Clayton Powell Lee, Georgia Tech commitment, Westlake High School graduate. Uh, before we go any farther, let's talk about the education at Georgia Tech. What a great school you have an opportunity to get a degree from. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you have a major yet, or have you thought of a major? Engineering, for sure, but not. It's between civil and mechanical. So I haven't really decided which route I'm going to take with those two engineering um, programs. But I'm sure whichever one I, I decide to go on, it will be a good, it will be a good program, not a good program. It will be a good way to also get a good education and take everything that I'm offered at Georgia Tech. There's a lot of millionaires that never played in the NFL that graduated from Georgia Tech. It is a, a phenomenal school. Um, one thing I would ask you, let's talk a little bit about the coaching staff at Georgia Tech. Have you been able to spend much time with them and start building relationships where you kind of know your position coach, defensive coordinator and such? Yes, sir. Uh, yes. I remember I remember taking my official visit, my new DB coach, Coach Tillman. He was the second day. It was his second day at Georgia Tech. So I got to spend a lot of time with him, talk to him about football and defense in general and how things play out on a defensive mindset. And I talked to Coach Stacker some I – I talked to our defensive coordinator, Coach Stacker, a good amount. And then I talked to Coach Collins a good amount when I when he's able to reach out to me. And I talked to Coach Knight a good amount as well when I'm able to reach out to him. And I, me and my teammate Horace Lockett were just there, I believe, last week or two, last week. And we were um, able to go to the practice and be in the meetings with the coaches and the players and you could, and I could get a glimpse of what it would feel like to be an actual player at Georgia Tech. So I got that. I got a good taste of that, and I'm excited. Coach Tillman uh, seems like a high energy guy. And reading his resume, that's someone that seems like would be a lot of fun to play for. Um, have you been able to feel him out yet uh, I, <laughs> with his experiences in the past? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because he actually recruited me when he was at Michigan State. Nice. He, Did not know that. Yeah, he recruited me when he was at Michigan State. So I've been I've been talking to him for a while. And when he when I found out that he was at Georgia, that he got hired at Georgia Tech, it was just something continuing from already that we've already had a connection. So it's nothing. Not it's not like I have to build no new relationship. I've already been talking to him and all those different type of things. So like we just going up where we left off. It's kind of one of those God things almost. You just, it just seems like it, it happens sometimes. Let's talk about Coach Knight. I know Coach Knight's um, official title is defensive recruiting coordinator along with other duties. Was he the uh, was he your lead recruiter, the one that was kind of reached out first, or was yeah. was that someone else? Uh, it was it was Coach Knight for sure. I remember I remember his first time contacting me and. My first time talking to him, and he he was just excited about me, about Horace, about just the whole our whole class as a whole. But when I talked to him, he was real excited, and I remember I I remember June second, I went there on a unofficial, and I had to do a training workout with Coach Burton and Coach Wimberly, and got to 
talk to them, got to talk football, and then, but it was just, cause now I, I, I look, I look at him as a big brother. I would say, cause he, he gives off that energy that he's always gonna have his best interest at heart and with you. He's always gonna keep it real, not gonna sugarcoat anything. He's just gonna tell you straight forward. Uh, you brought up Horace. I was going to ask you a question later, uh, but since you brought him up, um, I, just just a little bit about him. I, I watched his a little bit of his film too. He's a high energy guy, big body, looks like a bright future, a four star guy. Uh, when you and Horace were talking about this, did you ever look at each other and go, "Yeah, Georgia Tech, that's it"? <laughs> he he actually. This is, yeah, he actually, I remember he had called me, I believe, the day before I committed, and he was like, dude, they want you, they want you. You gotta, we gotta do this for our families and all those different types of things. So it was just like a, yeah, it was just like a, like a little thing in the back of my head pushing me a little bit. And I've known him since middle school, even a little bit before then, because we played each other in rec ball. When I played for Welcome All, Welcome All he played for the Atlanta Ducks. And like, we just had like a, we had always had a little strong bond since we were little. So it's just like, we're going from playing each other and playing each other from little league to middle school, becoming teammates in high school, and now can become teammates in college. So it's. That's awesome. So, so I was going to ask you who was recruiting who, but it sounds like Horace may have been your lead recruiter at Westlake High School a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he, he played a he played a he played a good role in my decision as well because uh, a kid that could have six five, three fifteen. <laughs> I mean, when I say big body, this kid is a big body. I mean <laughs> is he gonna play um on the defensive side at Georgia yes, Tech? Yes sir. We we had him on the offensive side this year because uh I don't know yeah, none. It was because of we didn't want to start a lot of players both ways. Because our coach didn't want us to be gassed out and tired, so they just wanted him to go one way, so he can help us out on the offensive line. While we had a couple other guys who can probably not do as good as him, but could get the job done. I'll put it that way. Because his film was I, that's the reason I asked. They was filmed on both sides of the football, much like yourself, and. uh he he could play. He's a he, he is he is a player. So uh, I want to ask you about a couple of plays. Howie, do you have a question before I break into this? So yeah, he he said earlier he had a chance to go and visit the team last week, see how it's going to be like and everything. You had a chance to graduate early and join them for spring, but you chose not to. Could you uh, explain a little bit why that happened? It was uh, I'll 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 just. Keep it blunt. It's it was more so just because of I wanted to live out my high school high school life really. Good decision. Like I, I have a couple of teammates who are there right now when I was there, and then when I was asking them how does it feel to graduate early and be already up here, he was like, "Man, I should have stayed in high school for these last couple of months." <laughs> and I was just like, "Well, I guess I made the right decision because like I graduating early and going there right now wouldn't have been a bad decision but i know in my heart that i wanted to be around my high school friends and just to hang out with my high school people so that's really that's really it graduate together all that good stuff okay. go ahead howie <laughs> yeah go to prom <laughs> yeah all right clayton um 
in your huddle film, your coach gives you a lot of, well, it perceived he gave you a lot of freedom back there. Uh, a couple of times I saw you read plays and just one in particular, yeah, it was in the middle of the field. You read the outside route and you just break on the football. <laughs> Do you, did you have a lot of freedom or was coach like, yeah, you're, you're our safety. You go make plays. It was a, a little bit of both. Coach May, Coach May had trusted me enough to where whatever I see on the field is, and I feel as what we, if we call this, we'll make a play. He, he would relate to our defensive coordinator, Coach Wilder, and me and him had a good bond. And we, we, it was like when it came to defensive, defensive structures and defensive calls, we looked at it the same way. So we were able to see eye to eye on a lot of things. Like on the sideline, you can see things, but when you're on the field live in action, you see it completely different. So what I would see, I would tell him, I said, hey, I feel we should run our dime package or we should run a safety blitz or whatever the case may be. So then once we run it, then we make a play and I just look at him and be like, I told you. <laughs> and then we'll just, we'll just be real excited because I feel as I, I've, I'm very proud and very thankful, thankful that he instilled that real will to give me the opportunities and give me the chances to make my own calls and to have the freedom have the ability to roam around and just to see what the offense is doing so me and him can come up with a play or a scheme to stop whatever they're doing. And I feel as that's very – you know, a lot of players don't get that type of – Yeah. A lot of people don't get that type of recognition and eye-to-eye coaching. So I, I take that to heart very well. Especially as a junior and senior in high school, to be able to it, – it almost looked like a scale-up defense that – they were trusting you to, to to trust your eyes at times. If you saw it, you made it. Uh, that's a huge compliment. Now, at Georgia Tech, you've got a little bit. You've got a defensive head coach. You've got a deep. Did did that play part of it? Uh, uh, you have a head coach that's going to be on that side of the football. It when I found out Coach Collins was, I didn't know to be honest. Coach Collins was a defensive minded guy till. I talked to him like, on the phone or we would text. And we, when I found out he was a defensive-minded guy, I was like, wow, I'm going to actually like this. Like, he, he likes defense. Like, it's not a lot of head coaches who are mainly focused on defense. People say defense win championships, but it's like a lot of head coaches are offensive-minded because offense are mostly people who put points on the board, so people want to score, score, score. But with Coach Collins being a defensive-minded coach, it's like, okay, we finna, our defense is going to be – that deal. And, and sometimes that's, that's different in today's football. It's a, it, it's, it's different when you play a team that is dedicated to, uh, you almost feel like it's basketball sometimes, even, yeah. even in my school, you, they want to score 40 to win 41 to 34, but playing at Georgia tech really seems to make an effort to slow the game down and, and really give their defense a chance to make plays. Yeah. Is that some, as a safety, if you were, if there's a fan out there that doesn't know a whole lot about football, tell him what you want him to know about being a safety at the collegiate level. First, got to be smart. That's that's a big key in in my field as as playing safety because 
when I play corner, you, you, you can only see the field from one side. You only see one side of the field because when you're at corner. But with safety, you see the whole thing. You see you see legit the entire thing from from wide receiver one to other wide receiver one. Like you see the whole thing, and then you gotta you gotta digest what formation they're in and all the little things that a lot of people can't do. But the safety, you have to do it because if you don't, then you're gonna mess up. And if you mess up, basically the whole defense is messed up. Yes. Who are some of the safeties, either in the NFL or college football, Georgia Tech, or anywhere, that you look at and you watch their film and go, I want to play like him? Uh, for safety, I would say Duran James. I've always looked at Duran James as the person who I want to idolize and just be like him because he plays fast, plays physical. He can cover, tackle. He can do everything you want a safety to do. But corner-wise, I feel as everybody wants to be like him, Jalen Ramsey, because he's just a true lockdown corner. It doesn't matter who you put in front of him; he's gonna lock him down. So, those two are my those two are my favorite DBs to watch in NFL right now. That is, uh, that 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 power. That's a pretty good pair of uh, uh, people to watch right there. Howie, go ahead with your next question. I'm a big Jalen Ramsey guy myself. <laughs> I think I think I could just show me the coach's film of Jalen Ramsey playing, and and I can sit there and watch every play. He's he's incredible. He is. Now we, you talked about the island that you're on, and you're you're by yourself out there, and you know something that I, I don't know if Randy knows this or not, but you know the island originated started out with AJ Terrell. That's in Atlanta now. Yes, sir. Yeah, he, he actually went to Westlake, if y'all didn't know. He, right. Yeah, he is a Westlake legend out, at, over there. And I played I play with, play with his little brother since he was a freshman all the way to his upcoming senior year. Sadly, that I won't be able to play with him because he's me, – me and him have grown a real close bond because I would teach him stuff. He would teach me stuff. He was like a brother-to-brother, always learning from each other type of relationship with me and A.V., and once I got the more, no AB more, I got to see AJ Terrell a little bit more. And I don't talk to him as much, but I can just tell that he's all about business. Like he doesn't play around or nothing. He's just straight business, no matter what the case may be. So I feel I feel like I can look at AJ as a role model as well. If I look at Jalen Ramsey, I can look at AJ as a role model and a leader to where and try to get to where I want to be because he's. Cause in a sense, we're I'm following kind of his footsteps in a way. <laughs> Cause going to Westlake, going to play the next level, and who knows from then on? Like you just never know what God will lead to. So I just take take everything I can get. You know, following those footsteps, like you're talking about with AJ Trail and all that, following a lot of good teams that were before you. How much pressure does that put on you and your teammates to say, "Hey, we can't be the team that drops the." drops the record down to mediocrity. You got to keep a high, high record going on. It's, uh, we, we've always been a winning program since I was a freshman, always been a winning program, always going to the playoffs, second round, all those little things. So it was just coming up to my senior year, looking back on my junior year, it was like, wow, we made it to the semifinals, one game from, one game from the state championship. We got, 
we got to either match it or do better. Nothing, nothing, nothing less. Got to have the same expectations from last year. Nothing's dropping or anything. Even though we lost a couple of big names that my junior year, it was like nothing's going to change. We're going to be winning. We're going to be producing. It's like it, everything has to be the same. So talk about that senior year a little bit. 131 tackles. Now, I, had you, I wrote, I said 125. <laughs> 131 tackles. Did you just have to come off the field and jump in an ice bath immediately or was – I mean, that's a lot of contact, Clayton. Uh, it would, well, some, to, to be honest, it would be games that I wouldn't get no action at all, and it would just be like I'm just there. But sometimes it would just be, all right, I'm finna just, yeah, make a, I'm just gonna make a play. Like, whatever the case may be, I'm finna get to the ball, strip the ball, whatever the case may be. Because sometimes when you're very known and you're very, and people are, scared of you or intimidated of you they just do everything the opposite way of where you're of where you're at so it's like when it gets like that you just got to go make a play wherever they like however however you do it it's just you gotta go make a play that's what i was going to ask you with with the action going away from you did you want to sneak over there and get into a little bit <laughs> to be honest when when the action was away from when the action would go away from me i would tell my safety duo to switch sides so I See if I can sneak in a little player or two over there. <laughs> because me and my safety duo, we had a strong safety and the free safety, and me and him knew both. So it was like, hey, let me switch the free safety right quick. You play a little strong, let me go make a play right quick. And then it'll work out. So I kept wondering how you ended up in those lines. I, I mean, how you, I, I was going to ask him every now and then, he'd sneak down. And I swear he's playing middle linebacker, but I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> uh, tell me about, uh, and that, that's my next question. What's the difference in playing a team that's dedicated to running the football from a safety standpoint or somebody who's going to throw it 30 or 35 times? It, it's got to be a different mentality for you, does it not? It, it, it does. It has to be a different mentality physically and mentally. Because when a team is going to run the ball a lot, you got to be ready to pound, pound, pound every single play. Whether it's taking on a fullback head on in the gap or taking trying to spill a, a, a offensive tackle or just trying to take on a receiver or whatever the case may be. It's like you just got to be mentally and physically ready to just be ready to play smash mouth football is what they call it. And then uh, That's fun, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it, it yeah it is it is because me I love hitting so it's like when I hit somebody it's just it just gets me riled up. <laughs> I go through the mentality when it's not that what? fun. I to me being a safety when somebody was going to throw thirty five times, you, you it's got it's got to be a little bit like I, I got to stay in position. I got I, I would have to talk myself through it. Yeah, it it well out of all the years I play, I never we never really faced a team who just would air it out on this. Other than our offense, but other than that, no real team is really just that. Right, we just gonna throw the ball forty times and whatever y'all do, whatever y'all gonna do. We haven't really faced the offense in all four years that I've been at Westlake. It was just gonna throw the ball. But but we've had games where in certain situations they'll just start throwing the ball, throwing the ball. And in that sense, it's like you gotta you gotta really go back to where your technique and your eyes 
and all those little things that's just being a true DB itself. And it's just like when and then with me, when people throw the ball that much, it's like, all right, he's giving me a lot of opportunities to get an interception here. If he keeps on doing, I'm gonna get one of them eventually. <laughs> so with that, I just take him as opportunities, really. Like, okay, he throws he throws it to me two more times. I'm gonna get an interception at some point. Like, that's how I take it as. All right, we got about 10 more minutes. And first of all, again, I want to thank you. And you're welcome back. Howie, you make sure we schedule this young man up again. Keep him in the family. Keep his story out there. It's absolutely wonderful. Uh, but I do have some kind of off-the-beaten-track questions for you. Fire. Number one, let's talk about – and, well, Howie's got some – let me tell you, you get through Howie's questions, you, you've made – they already give you a degree in advertising for <laughs> my question. Then how you straight to you. Tell me about practice at Westlake. All those athletes out there is practice sometimes tougher than the games. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say that because my junior year, it was when I was facing against Leo and Dakari and Jacquez Smith, it was just like, this is way harder than I expect. This is gonna be way. This is practice is, is way harder than what the game is gonna be like. Cause you're not finna like. If you're being honest, you're not gonna face a receiving core who has four stars and four stars across the board on their whole depth chart. So it's like you got to take practice more serious than the game because if you take if you competition wise, if you can lock down the four, well. My my opinion, stars don't really matter. But if you know how good someone is and you can lock down and keep up with that person, you know that in the game is going to be easy. You just got to remember your technique and your all the little things that, that you need. Because if you can lock down 6-5 and 6-4 receivers, or whatever the case may be, and they're actually good, then playing people, playing lower competition is not going to be as hard. But you can't mentally think just because they're not as good, I'm going to play down to their competition. You just got to dog them even worse. Nice. I like that answer. Howie, don't don't scare him off now. Any questions? <laughs> being an athlete, being a football player, I've asked other people and coaches this, but do you have a pregame ritual that you have to go through or, or a superstition that you do? Uh when either home, either home or away games, we'll walk out to the field. And the first thing I do is go pray. I, I, I promise you that's the first thing I go do. You can ask my mom. I've done it legit every single game of the season, all the way up to the final game. I legit either – I'll either go to the pylon, go to the end zone, even go on the sideline, and I'll just pray that come out this game with a win, come out with no casualties, no injuries, everybody's healthy. And then with me, I play a good game. I use my technique. I use my eyes and just – Praying that overall I have a great game because every game I every game that I play, I just take as an opportunity to to show coaches and show people around the country that I am that deal, basically. Out out of all the answers I've got, that's the best one. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, I, and I'm not gonna steal your thunder here, but I do have a side question, Howie. We'll come right back. Does that help focus you that quiet time right before kickoff or warm-ups? Yeah, it calms it calms me down because to be honest, I this they kind of went away senior year, but junior year I would have a lot of butterflies going to the game or whatever. But when I would just take that time to myself and just get my thoughts together and just 
sit down and have a personal talk with myself, it would get me ready and get me real focused to where I'm able to play at my best. Mr. Cheney, back to you, sir. Let's say Clayton Powell has some time away from the game. What does he do on the side for entertainment, for joy to in the, in your- uh, <laughs> I'm very social. I'm a social, social, very social butterfly. I love hanging out with my friends, go out, go out with them or something, play my game. And then, well, outside of socially, I do track as well to just keep, keep in shape and just keep my endurance well, keep my stamina right to where I'm fast enough, able to keep up with all these nowadays fast receivers <laughs> in college. So I just do, that's my daily life for real. That's my, that's about it. All right, I got three questions for you. One, what, what is your favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time? Yes. I have to say either Transformers or Grown Ups 2. Number two, what's your favorite jam to listen to before the game? Favorite jam? Probably. It has to be. It, I'm, I'm, I'm up for my age. I, I call it jam. Y'all may call it something. Uh, like no, nah, it's. Uh, I'm trying to think. My favorite jam to listen to for a game. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of. It's a, I'll just say it's a lot. I have like legit a whole playlist for a game day. It's called Lock In Time. Like, that's legit the playlist. And it has like a list of songs. So. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have, I don't have a, just a one song answer. <laughs> and then the third one, what's, what's you're talking about? You play your game. What's the game? Is it? Oh, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. One song. Y'all probably won't know this artist or whatever. It's a game. Game. Oh. How about you? Play oh, game? oh, favorite game? Yeah. Uh, personally, I'm a. I love shooting games. I love like little shooting games. So it's a game called Rainbow Six Siege. Love that to death. And then obviously, 2K. And Madden, those are just necessities to a boy living, a boy playing <laughs> game. So I obviously play those too. But I'm mainly like a shooter, first person shooter game. Like it's just very exciting. Go ahead, Randy. All right. Well, uh, I, I have a little series of questions we'll get through too, but mine's going to be more football related. <laughs> uh, even though I was interested in the playlist, because that always gets good answers. I want to get your – what is your expectations for next year at Georgia Tech? Do you want to – has the coaches gave you some, hey, this is your path to the field? Are you willing to start out on special teams? Because it seems like that's the freshman road to playing time. That's true. That's true. They haven't really talked about playing time. They just – they tell me if I come in and work, I'll get what I deserve. And that's and that's how I take it as with their, however it is coming playing special teams running down making a tackle on kickoff blocking somebody on kickoff return punt return punt whatever the case may be I'm willing to do it to get the playing time I feel like I deserve. What is your current? You say you run track. What's your current events? Uh, one hundred, two hundred, four hundred, four by one, and four by four. All right. What's that 100? Uh, what's your PR in the 100? The fact that I ran in the 100 was 11.5. So that's not yeah. bad. That's not too. I, I, I can get it down more and more. but Not was, bad. That's faster than my truck ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> Are your teammates and yourself competitive about who lifts the most, who runs the fastest? 
Yeah, we we are at, we really are actually my whole senior class and a couple of juniors. We're we're very competitive in the weight room and on the track because who wants to be the weakest one in the group? Nobody. So it's like it's steady competition with lifting and running. Who can who can run the fastest time or whatever the case may be. What has uh, Georgia Tech asked you to do uh, as far as getting in shape? Do they want – has anybody said, put, look, we want you to put 10 pounds on? Do we want you to thicken out? What, what's your what's your training regiment goal right now? Literally every single coach wants me to put on weight. <laughs> Literally the whole coaching staff. But I, I understand, though, because who – what who you know gonna be playing DB and all those little things at one seventy five all all four years? So I understand, but I'm I'm trying to bulk up. I'm doing as much as I can. I eat constant tech diet and all those little things. I feel that's when I'm gonna really start bulking up and really filling out my body and really growing up. But They've told me that they want me to play at 190 to play safety corner and then whatever else they may have me play. So I feel like 190 is a good good weight to play at. Uh, interesting, interesting. Uh, last question I have for you football-wise, and then maybe we'll go back to Howie, see if he has anything else. In watching your film today, and, and I wish I'd had more to watch, I was amazed by your lateral movement, uh, especially once you identified the play uh, and your speed with your hips. How do you work on explosion off of that twist? Or what is the drill to get that explosion? Once you read it, get lateral, mm-hmm. what's that drill like for you? I, I train, I've had two trainers since I've been in high school. Uh, Justin Miller, he played in the NFL and he yeah. played Clemson as well. Yes. Him. And yes, then, I do. yeah, and then Anthony Smith, he played in the NFL. He played for the Packers and the Steelers. He he won, I, I believe, he won two two rings. And so they they really focused on the aspects of being a DB, getting out your breaks, getting your hips right to turn and run, whatever the case may be. And I I really thank I really thank them them two as well as track for my explosiveness and my 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 ability to be able to react real quick to whatever comes in front of me. So I, I think I think track and Justin Miller and Anthony Smith for all the abilities basically. Uh, I, I was a big a fan of Justin Miller. I'm <laughs> at Clemson. He was a for lack of a better word, he was a dog when he came to the field, man. He was a player. <laughs> so that's a that's a great honor. Is he in the Atlanta area? Yes, he, he yeah he has a training facility down downtown. I believe I, I have to remember where it's where it's called or whatever. But it's downtown, and I go there. I go there when anytime I have a day off or whatever the case may be. We'll train, talk about football, work out a lot. Like he, I looked at him as a as a mentor. So I looked at him as a mentor. Ironically, I once you said that name, I do see. I see you. I see some of him and you, or you and him, whatever in your playing style. I, that's that's incredible. I I really that's 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 a good mentor for you. You play, you play a lot alike. So uh, yes, sir. compliments to him for his coaching. And uh, Anthony Smith Miller, you said Anthony Smith. He okay. uh, he uh, he went to Syracuse. I want to say okay. Thinking O two, 
or something around that. I don't, I'm not really specific on the time, but I didn't know he went to the league. He played for the Steelers and the Packers when they both won the Super Bowl. And I he played a he played a good role in them in both of those championships. And I just thank him for a lot because he he trained before I went to Justin Miller these last two years, he trained me uh ninth and tenth grade one on one. Well uh last question. I said it was the last question, but it's it wasn't. Is there ever been a desire to play basketball or baseball or was it always football and track yeah, back in middle school i did three sports surprisingly i did football track and basketball and uh at one point at one point i thought about really just playing basketball because basketball was just fun it was like it's basketball was just a, a sport that i really just picked up around six or seven and i really figured out that I was actually like really good at it. Like it was, it was more natural. I didn't really, I didn't train. I didn't have one-on-one training sessions for basketball. None of that. It was just, just me playing basketball, playing with some friends. And I realized I was actually good at it. So. Well, all right. Well, sometimes it's just being an athlete too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Howie Chaney, take us home. Uh, this has been a great interview. Clayton, I appreciate your time. Clayton Powell Lee, incredible family, incredible story at Westlake. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. It has been my pleasure to talk to you. Mr. Cheney, you close this out, and I'll, I'll just listen. <laughs> Talking about basketball, here's the most important question. Have you got your bracket filled out yet? No. <laughs> I started looking at it tonight. Me and my friends are actually talking about looking at the bracket tonight. So after this, I got to go get on a call with them and then talk to them about the bracket. Tennessee to the lead eight. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> when you get to Georgia Tech, do you know what number you'll be wearing? Have they told you that yet? I've had you. you I've had re requests, and personally, I'm gonna tell y'all just because I'm on. 29, I, 29 because may, maybe 29 because of when my junior year, we didn't have number 12 in white because of uh, someone had tore and they never got it. They never got it repaired for the wrong reason is. And I had to wear 29. So it was just like a number that stood out to me necessarily because when people, when we, when we would play teams and, and I were 12, and then out of nowhere, I wear 29. They'll be like, who is that? He wasn't on <laughs> film. Like, and then, and then, so it's just like a number that just always stuck with me ever since my junior year. Good deal. Um, is there any any social media stuff that you want anybody to follow you on? Mm -hmm. uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Clayton1Lee and then on Twitter at Clayton1Lee as well. And that's really it. I, that's only, Those are the only social media accounts I've been on, so. Clayton, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed this. We've been looking forward to it for a while. Uh, we wanted to have you on earlier, but uh, we had to step away for a while because of the COVID and everything. But we're back. We are excited that you was able to join us today. Uh, normally, we do this on Thursdays, but you work on Thursdays, so we, we rearranged our schedule. Yes, sir. Join us. We thank you. <laughs> Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. There's a 29 that played safety a, a few years ago at Tennessee that I'm a fan of that's from your area. 
he, he was a pretty good 29. His name was Eric Berry. So, oh, yeah, yeah, Eric he, Berry. He went to Creek. Tennessee. I know I'm talking about the high school. I think he went to Creek. He went to Creekside. He went to Creekside, yeah. He yeah. went to Creekside. Yes. Yeah, yeah, whole family went to Creekside. We got a we we got a pipeline from the Berry family at Creekside. We can't recruit anybody else in Georgia. <laughs> if you're a Berry and you went to Creekside, we're good. Uh Clayton, is there also is there anyone you want to give a shout out to before we get off from here? Teammates, uh, friends, family. Shout out, shout out to my mom for <laughs> Thank for, God he got that one in. <laughs> my mom for just for being being just the driving force in my life. The reason why I do what I do. Shout out to all my family members, all my siblings, my nephews, uh Grayson and Grayson and uh Gregory. Shout out to them. Shout out to the whole Westlake coaching staff who's been there with me since freshman year, who's who's just watched me grow up as a player, as a man. Shout out to my trainers, obviously, Anthony Smith and Justin Miller. Shout out to all my teammates who who I've been able to play with, which it, whatever it is in high school or literally. Shout out to all of them. Seven on seven coaches, Mr. And actually, we played for Cam Newton's seven-on-seven team last season. So shout out to him. Shout out to the whole C1N coaching staff foundation. Shout out to all of them for um, helping me and just um, allowing me to play for them. And that's really, that's really. It. And shout out to my to my ancestors, all of them up up in the skies. My grandfather, my grandmother. Just shout out to everybody who's in my life. Those ancestors got us all where we're at right now. And it's that tough love. And sometimes they get they get they get lost in all the what's going on now. It's 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 great to see a young man with a tie to his grandfather, his grandmother, and and understand there's a generation of struggle behind us and and that means a lot to me. And and thank you for being such a fine young man. Yes, sir. Howie Cheney, anytime you can find us a guest of this quality. I guess I have to shut up every now and then and (laughs) give you credit. But on River City Media, for Howie Chaney, for Clayton Powell Lee, we will be down to see you this year. I don't know what game, but we will be there at some point. This is Randall Cunningham. Good night and God bless. Yes, sir. Good night. And hold on.